This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We got some clouds, a little bit more rain coming back into the picture today. But it's beautiful spring weather. We love the rain. God's blessings from heaven. Hey, if you haven't uh, subscribed to our podcast, go to AffirmAmerica.com. Put your email address in there. We'll send you out a notice when a new episode comes out. You can also reach me at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. All right, today is the top five news headlines for this Thursday, June the 9th. And we're going to give you the top stories right now. Headline number five, DHS to move migrants waiting for court dates deeper into the country. CBS News, the Department of Homeland Security is planning to transport migrants awaiting immigration proceedings from U.S. cities along the southern border further into the interior of the country, beginning with Los Angeles in the coming weeks, according to internal documents obtained by NBC News. The plan would alleviate overcrowding along the border where record high numbers of border crossings have overwhelmed the capacity of local shelters in some cities at times leading Customs and Border Protection to release migrants on the streets to fend for themselves. The new model would use federal funds to send migrants to shelters in cities further inside the country before they go to their final destinations. Besides Los Angeles, cities where they will be sent include Albuquerque, Houston, and Dallas. DHS is working with shelters in each of these cities in advance of moving migrants. Okay, so we have seen, you, you've seen the planes leaving at the wee hours of the morning, taking migrants into cities all around the country, as far as New York City, across the entire country. So this is, uh, this is absurdity. This is, uh, this is an open border policy. This is uh, destructive. We don't know who's coming in. This is all on the Biden administration and it needs to be stopped. This is an invasion of the southern border. We have terrorists coming in. We have unknown individuals. We have drugs, fentanyl. We have sex trafficking. We have the drug cartels that are making a fortune bringing people up from the southern countries. And this is something that is uh, completely out of hand. And the Biden administration needs to stop it right away. And unfortunately, we're continuing to see this. There does not seem to be on both sides of the, uh, the aisle, Republicans or Democrats, that are really speaking out and even talking about it. So we the people need to stand up. We the people need to reach out to our representatives. Give them a call. Let them know what you think. Write them an email. The more the pressure that we put on our elected officials, hopefully we can get a resolution and a stop to these open border policies, 
which is no good for our economy. It's no good for our workers. It lowers their, their wages. The Americans working here, they're competing against lower wages. It's not good for anything. It's only designed to get more votes for the Democrats. All right, headline number four. Mexican government offers 1,000 visas to massive caravan heading toward the U.S. Washington Examiner. The Mexican government will attempt to quell a massive caravan of migrants traveling through the country to the United States' southern border with the issuance of 1,000 humanitarian visas that would allow only a small number of the migrants to reside and work in the country legally. A caravan of between 6,000 and 11,000 people departed Tapachula, a city near Mexico's border with Guatemala, on Monday. Its organizer, Luis Garcia Villagran of the Center for Human Dignity, made the announcement to reporters Tuesday. The number has dropped to between 5,000 to 8,000 just a day into the march, he said. From Breitbart News, the Mexican Asylum Agency is reportedly overwhelmed with the increase in migrants in their nation. The AP reported the agency processed more than 130,000 asylum requests in 2021, triple the previous year. This year, the numbers spiked another 20% over the 2021 level. The Biden administration is in the process of appealing a court order stopping the administration from canceling the Title 42 protocol. In May, open border activists lobbied the administration to bring Title 42 to an end. Breitbart reported, A combination of official and unofficial numbers from U.S. Customs and Border Protection sources show that more than 600,000 migrants crossed the U.S. border from Mexico since March 1st. Ending Title 42 could bring approximately 18,000 illegal border crossings per day to the border, according to a DHS report. Okay, so this is obviously intentional, the fact that they're doing nothing about the border situation. They're encouraging it. They're not attempting to quell the border crossings. They're not talking about building a wall. They're not talking about slowing it down. They're just encouraging it. They're, they're silent. They're, they're, it's so obvious. And uh, the Title 42, which was part of the COVID virus, which once that expires, then everybody can come across. That's why the numbers will swell. There's a huge caravan coming in right now from the southern uh, Mexico, Mexico area. And now we're going to see even more people coming in at 18,000 per day. That is unmanageable. That is a uh, national security threat. And uh, we cannot have this to continue. So again, uh, contact your elected officials, raise hell, let them know what you think. We can't sit by idly and let this happen. All right, headline number three. Twitter agrees to share internal account data with Musk to secure buyout. From the Washington Post, after a weeks-long impasse, Twitter's board plans to comply with Elon Musk's demand for internal data by offering access to its full fire hose. The massive stream of data comprising more than 500 million tweets posted each day, according to a person familiar with the company's thinking, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe 
the state of negotiations. The move aims to end a standoff with the billionaire who has threatened to pull out of his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter unless the company provides access to data he says is necessary to evaluate the number of fake users on the platform. Fox News. The billionaire, who believes at least 20% of Twitter users are spam or fake accounts, has said his team would conduct its own random sampling to calculate the total percentage. He has also expressed a willingness to renegotiate the deal for a lower price proportionate to the total percentage. On Monday, Musk threatened to walk away from the deal after accusing the company of breaching its obligations under the merger's agreement. Okay, so this is just what Musk has to do. He has to, you know, do his due diligence, make sure that uh, the data is accurate, that the fake accounts are uncovered so that he can make a rational offer to Twitter. Any type of business dealings, you do your due diligence, and that's exactly what he's doing. It's a typical uh, Trump, you know, walk away. If the deal's not... not uh, what you want, then just walk away, threaten to walk away. And, and you can see they came back to the table and now they're willing to open up their books and show him exactly what's going on on the inside. And hopefully this will be enough to quell his concerns and he'll go ahead and make the purchase. And uh, we can see a platform that allows for free speech. So let's uh, just hope uh, Elon Musk fulfills that obligation and takes it over and that we can see a big sea change in uh, reducing censorship from big tech. All right, headline number two, House Passes Protecting Our Kids Act, which raises age to purchase semi-automatic rifles to 21. From CNBC, the House on Wednesday passed a sweeping gun bill that would raise the minimum age to purchase an assault rifle in the U.S. from 18 to 21. Even though the legislation doesn't stand much of a chance in the Senate, the bill called the Protecting Our Kids Act would also bar the sale of large-capacity magazines and institute new rules that dictate proper at-home gun storage. The Democratic-held chamber approved the legislation in a 223-204 vote. It passed in a mostly party line vote. Five Republicans supported the measure while two Democrats opposed it. The House earlier voted by a 228 to 199 margin to include the purchasing age provision under heavy scrutiny after two recent massacres carried out by 18-year-olds in the broader bill. Okay, again, this is what uh, politicians do. When they see a crisis, the way they address it is they go and write a new bill. Now, does this really solve the problem? That's the question. Making another law, is that going to solve the problems of mass shootings? I mean, what do you think? Does that sound logical to you? Somebody that's insane, somebody that has the desire to cause people harm to shoot up an elementary school, uh, do you think he's going to stop to think about the law before he goes out and does his terrible crime? I don't think so. He's going to find some way to find a gun if he has to steal it. I mean, that wouldn't be an impossible task. I'm sure somebody on the black market would be willing to sell that 
to him, and he's going to go out and do what he wants to do. So these laws really are not designed to solve the problems. They're used as political footballs to accomplish a broader view, which a lot of people feel is to remove the Second Amendment rights that we have, to take away our guns. So the more common sense things are the mental illness issues, to address that outside of a uh, attachment to guns, and also to harden the schools, to put armed officers there. We protect our banks, we protect our government officials through uh, officers, through police and security. Uh, why don't we do that in our most precious institutions, our elementary schools? That's where the focus should be, not on passing some other law, but just to protect our institutions with law enforcement. All right, headline number one, California man who set out to kill Kavanaugh arrested, charged with attempted murder. Spencer Brown, an armed California man, was arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home between 1 and 2 a.m. Wednesday and allegedly told law enforcement he wanted to kill the Supreme Court justice, according to reporting from multiple sources that was confirmed by the Supreme Court on Wednesday. Carol Markowitz, I can confirm the man taken into custody outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house last night is a 26-year-old white male with a California driver's license. Previous address in Seattle. From the Daily Wire, the Montgomery County Emergency Communications Center then received a call from an individual who said he was having suicidal thoughts, that he had a gun in his suitcase, and that he had come from California to kill a specific United States Supreme Court justice. Police were dispatched to the justice's home, where they encountered him still on the phone with the Montgomery County Emergency Communications Center. The officers took the man into custody without incident. Mike Gallagher, and tell me some more about the Democrats twiddling their thumbs and not giving the Supreme Court justices and their families additional protection. Hey, Pelosi, how about we give the Supreme Court justices at least as much personal protection as you get? Okay, so there's a couple things going on here that we need to be aware of. First of all is the rhetoric that's being tossed around especially with the release and the leaking of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. If you listen to people like Chucky Schumer and his rhetoric, uh, it's not surprising that somebody that's mentally not stable would uh, want to take those words literally and go out and do the things that he did. So these uh, politicians need to be held accountable, and Chuck Schumer is one who needs to be impeached from his office, in my opinion, based on his words and his rhetoric. Let's, let's listen to what Schumer had to say about Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Okay, so that's, uh, that's proof. That's his own words. Those are very uh, dangerous rhetoric, so that stuff needs to stop right now. The second thing is um, also, uh, for some reason, Pelosi is dragging her feet on passing the bill to protect the Supreme Court justices after the leak that was made. They're silent on it. 
So you have to ask yourself, what's going on with these guys? Are they in favor of the violence between the Supreme Court justices? Or are they just pandering to their left-wing base? What's going on here? Are they fearful of their left-wing base? So uh, this is very dangerous. These are politicians that uh, are only concerned about power, only concerned about their own seats, their own political futures. And this is uh, going, not going to end well if this continues. So these guys need to tone it down, be more civil, and not uh, flame the resentment with the type of rhetoric that we just saw with Chuck Schumer. All right, those are your top five headlines for Thursday, June the 9th. Thanks very much for joining us here on the Affirm America podcast. And we will see you tomorrow. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 